This podcast is rated M for mature, for language, and a childish need to be accepted. If you would like an edited version of this podcast, do it yourself. Some people have jobs. Enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Non-Player Character Podcast. I am your host, NPC, Paul Logan, and today is a very special episode. Why is it a special episode? Well, because Dan isn't here, first off, and we have a very special guest. Where is Dan? I'm actually not sure. He said he was globetrotting. Maybe with the globetrotters. Anyway, our topic today is Broken Games. And it's a very lengthy discussion that we have. But I think it's a very needed discussion, especially in today's gaming climate. And because it's so lengthy of a discussion, I feel like I should just kind of jump right into it. So, without further ado, episode four, Broken Games. Okay, guys, we're here, starting the fourth episode of the Non-Player Character Podcast. Aren't you guys excited? I'm excited. Today, I have with me... Noah Belmer. Why am I here again? Tried and true. What's up, Noah? How are you doing? What's up? Nice. That's good. <laughs> it's a good cool. introduction. I know. <laughs> trying to be so fly right now. Right. Trying to be so cool. And Hats on backwards. Yeah. <laughs> and now we have a new non-player character joining us. It's Katie Thompson. Everybody. Katie Thompson, everybody. Woo! Don't give me your Katie cheers. <laughs> How are you, Katie? Fine. What yeah. Do you want? <laughs> no, I'm good. That's good. That's good. What what have you been playing recently, people? Noah, let's let's start with you, Noah. What Why, have you been playing? The men go first. Is that what it is? No, no. I usually ask Dan and Noah's now in Dan's seat, so I'm going to ask him. Okay. Right. Noah. <laughs> Can I like pass my turn? Yeah, sure. Katie. <laughs> What? I was going to take a drink of water. Well, too late. T- okay, fine. This Every- is what happens. What, when what? <laughs> this is what happens when Noah passes his turn. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. This is unusable. <laughs> I think this is the best episode so far. I don't know what you're talking about. I've been replaying Skyrim, Paul. I think you knew that. Yeah? I think you just wanted me to say that out loud. Because I'm not playing anything else. I haven't beat Prey yet because it's too scary. I'm too afraid. The glue gun is unusable because I panic every time. Yeah, no, I kind of agree there. The glue gun is sort of useless. Yeah. It, it just gets you from point A to point B. It doesn't even do that because I always panic and I can never aim. And I'm just like, ah, 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 ah. Everything's covered in glue. I don't know what to do. And then I block myself in. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So you're playing Skyrim. Yes. Yeah. Is that one of your favorite games? Yes. And yeah. I think you knew that too. Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, as we all know, Paul is addicted to Skyrim. I am addicted to Skyrim, yeah. but that there's no problem with that. He's currently That's wearing a Skyrim shirt. I am currently wearing a Skyrim shirt, and I look damn good in it. What a nerd. Do you call yourself a Dovah kid? Uh, no. I don't have the dragon blood He can in still me. be saved, people. He can still be <laughs> saved. <laughs> okay, so Noah, right. what have you been playing recently? I've been playing the Destiny 2 beta that has launched for early access on PlayStation 4 for those who have pre-ordered on July 18th. 
Wow, that was very in-depth and detailed. Thank you very much. It's You're almost welcome. like we're being paid to say that. But we're totally not. Totally not. Definitely yeah. not. <laughs> so, are you enjoying the Destiny? I am enjoying the Destiny beta. Yeah? Yeah. Really? Really. Okay, okay. Um, why? Why? Um, because I get to shoot aliens in the face. Yeah. Um, when I die, I can respawn. Yeah. And it's not Call of Duty. Yeah. Okay. Well... Do you care that there's story in it? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay, why? Because I want to, as I've d explained first when I started this podcast, I like the story so I can go into it and I can just escape from the realistic world that is sad, depressing. We're go into this fantasy world where I can start from nothing and build my way up to being God. Yeah, okay. And you can do that in Destiny? I'm assuming. All right. <laughs> Have you ever played Destiny before? I played the original Destiny, yeah. Are you God in that one? You know, I would call myself the God of the sidearms, but most people would not even really care about that God. What's the point, then? I feel good. <laughs> okay. No, that's important. That, that is... Okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. That's important. What's the point of going into Skyrim? Because I am actually a God in that one. Like, I, I am actually the Hell's only January. person there. <laughs> I don't have to compete with, like, I'm Shadow sorry. Lord 2580 for, like, a thing. You're the only one there. I'm sorry. Did you kill everyone in Skyrim? I've done that before. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of fun. It is. That's, like, right. second playthrough kind of fun. That's good yeah. stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't hear from me after this podcast, send help. <laughs> Why? <laughs> He's afraid we're going to kill him. Oh. Yeah. Yes. That's a bit dark. That was the joke. You don't trust us? I mean, I trust you. I don't trust him. That's yeah, fair. That's fair. Ill-placed and ill-advised, but fair. Well, I know what your intentions will be. He can swing either way. So it's like, you know. <laughs> All right. All right. Now, since we know your history, right. we've talked about your history yes. before on the podcast. Katie, what's your history? What was your first game? My very first game? Yes. Oh yes. my god. Uh, you remember the old school Prince of Persia? Yes. I definitely called that Aladdin. Yeah? But I played it. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> How old were you? I don't know. Like maybe <laughs> six or seven. Right. And the controller was connected, it's not like... No, it was on the computer. Yeah. The old school Apple Macintosh computer with the rainbow logo. Right. It played off a floppy disk. Nice. The floppy floppy disks? Floppy floppy disks. <laughs> what, what other kind of floppy disks are there? The other, like the quarter quarter inch ones or three quarter inch ones the ones that were hard there was the Where big ones all? there were the big oh, ones God, that were no, super floppy that, that's really old <laughs> <laughs> i'm not ancient paul well, i'm talking about like the the well, my first computer game was on the floppy floppy disk the floppy floppy disk yes the like, floppy one yeah yeah the one that you literally bloop, 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 bloop. It made that sound effect when you when you waved like it up that? and down. Okay. Boop, 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 boop. Right. You know, I feel I like don't... The, the floppy conversation's gone a little too long. <laughs> I, I feel that too. Thank you, Noah. No, my first game was Prince of Persia. I called it Aladdin. I begged my grandpa to play on it. Nice. And what kept you in gaming? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it really kept me. I just like, oh cool, what's Tomb Raider? I want to play that too. Mm -hmm. Oh cool, what's uh. Gex, I want to play that. Gex, nice. I played okay. the shit out of Gex. Like <laughs> nice. I didn't, I didn't play Mario until it was already too late. I already played all the good ones. So by the time I got to Mario, I was like, "The hell is this? <laughs> I this do, is a baby game." <laughs> I do want to get to your Mario story, but uh, okay. uh, real quick, Gex, do you know what Gex is, Noah? Uh, no. Gex James the Gecko. Yeah, he James was, Bond Gecko. <laughs> he was a James Bond Gecko, and it was exactly how it sounds, but funny. Mm -hmm. So he was just this like wisecracking Gecko that made references to. 
James Bond and oh, old. Uh, that's why everybody spy. likes those Geico commercials because he retired and ended up doing that. Uh, it must be his brother because he wasn't Australian. Ah, yeah, um, yeah, maybe a second cousin, cousin. Second third cousin, third cousin huh? removed. Not or something Australia, like that. Australian either. I don't think. Is the Geico Gecko is not Australian. No, I'm pretty sure he's just English. Really? Have you ever heard an Australian well, accent before? Yeah, yeah, and they're similar. <laughs> they're not. All right. Well, <laughs> Australian listeners, I'm sure there might be one of you. I'm I'm sorry that I equated your accent to That's your really ancient oppressors. Ancient? Well, it was pretty recent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it was pretty recent. Not yeah. not ancient oppressors, uh-huh. but but long ago. You've oppressors. already you've already dug your Yeah, I dug in. my hole. Now all the Australians hate me. It's okay. We can just go to the Outback Steakhouse. There we go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that was very rude. Yeah. I'm offended. <laughs> okay, so Katie, Mario, you have an amazing Mario story that I want to hear. <laughs> okay, so when I was a little kid, my dad uh, got a Mario game. I don't even remember which one it was. He got multiple games. And he thought, oh, sweet, I'm going to set this up in the living room and let my daughter play it. Right. I was very young, like four or five. And by that point, I'd played a bunch of other games, like I said, Prince of Persia, games like that. Oh, maybe I was older. Whatever. Um, but he had me play the first one, and then at some point, between the first and the second one, he put in the next one. I don't remember which game it was, but from his perspective, he came out from the kitchen to check on me, and I was just gone. And the game was still going, and I was nowhere to be found. So mm-hmm. he went outside, and I was outside playing with my Barbies instead. And he said, Katie, why aren't you playing the game and I said she got kidnapped again I'm done and that's kind of been my attitude about Mario ever since right like I'm so sick of Peach getting kidnapped over and over like yeah. what the hell is happening in the Mushroom Kingdom that they don't there's, have this unlocked there's yet. no security in at the Mushroom Kingdom. at least Castle. Zelda like at least Hyrule tried to get that shit on lockdown <laughs> right um, Mushroom Kingdom's like just invite him to the next go-kart racing it's fine <laughs> it's like, fine yeah he'll just come to the golf tournament anyway we'll just ask him what's up man yeah like What's going on in the Koopa Kingdom? <laughs> what are they doing? Like, they're not masterminds, and why do you have a plumber saving the princess? I'm confused. But yeah, no, it's it's a sad, uh, sad thing when a monarch can just be kidnapped over and over again by the same giant lizard thing. Yeah, fire-breathing lizard thing. Yeah. he's a turtle. Tur- oh, he's technically Jesus. a turtle. He's a dragon turtle. Yeah, a dragon. Okay. All right, Japan. That's fine. <laughs> sure. We're going to be saying all right, Japan later on in the episode. I'm I sure. just know it. <laughs> uh, Japan's great. They have their moments. They Japan have great. <laughs> their moments. Uh, okay, so Katie, what was your favorite game? What is your favorite game? Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. It's the best game in the world. I defy anyone. I will fight you. Right, no, and I totally agree with you. It's one of the greatest RPGs ever made. Probably the best Star Wars game ever made. It's the only good one, at least. Yeah, I mean, I liked Force Awakens, but that was, uh, you know, it was, that was Force for Awakens or the Force Unleashed? Force Unleashed, what did I say? Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Right, well, I liked Force Awakens as well. Unless you're talking about Lego, Star Wars, Force Awakens. Oh, right, no. Good, that was also pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but no, Force Unleashed uh, was just a lot of fun. Eh. Yeah, well, the story was kind of dumb, but like the gameplay was pretty it fun. Wasn't just kind of dumb, and they didn't even—you didn't even get to do all the things they promised you could do. Yeah, that's true. That's it made me so angry. True. But I mean, you like held two lightsabers backwards behind your back. That's pretty dope. <gasps> that's pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only good thing about the Force Unleashed was 
finding out that there were cheat codes where you could be Mara Jade. Yeah. That was the only cool thing. Yeah, and Mara then beyond Jade. that, shut up. Take off that hat. You can't you can't wear that if you don't know who Mara Jade is. But who's Mara Jade? <laughs> He's wearing a Star Wars hat for people who can't see, which is everyone. I'm ashamed. <laughs> Mara Jade in the Expanded Universe, which is no longer canon, um, was an assassin trained by Darth Sidious, or wait, Palpatine? I don't remember. Darth Forgive Sidious, me. Palpatine, kind of same person. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but she was trained to assassinate uh, Luke, and she ended up falling in love with him, and they got married, and all that other misogynistic bullshit. Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, none of that is canon anymore. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. So but of, she was the only matters. cool one. Which, as a matter of fact, Knights of the Old Republic. Is no, no longer canon. I know. <laughs> so. But they keep talking about the Mandalorian Wars. There's still hope. There's still hope. Yeah, yeah, I know. It, it hurts. Revan. It hurts. Revan's the only good one. <laughs> I like Republic Commando. That was a good game. Yeah. That was a really good game. I actually really never played game. Republic Commando. How really? dare you? Yeah. It was a good uh, shooter. Yeah? It was, it was a Star Wars shooter. It was like... Was it a tactical shooter? Like it Brothers kinda, in Arms? It kind of. So it was... It was like Call of Duty before there was Call of Duty. Hmm. But it was Star Wars. But it was hmm. Star Wars. Okay. And they so. actually like... I did a bunch of research on this. First of all, they did a lot of Foley for that game. That was the first time I ever realized about Foley. But they also, because you had your core crew of, uh, like, your four units, mm -hmm. they actually went to SWAT people in the SWAT school and actually got SWAT officers to show, like, how they would breach someplace or how they would actually, like, secure and take right, different right. things. So they did a really lot of trying to advertise the squad correlation between clone troopers. Interesting. Okay, okay, that's actually kind of nice. It, it, it then reminds me of an old game, uh, only, only for PC, uh, called SWAT 3 and 2. Uh, the first one was absolute garbage, but the second digital, and third one... Was that a digital-only game? Uh, no, no, it came on floppy disk. The second one came on floppy disk. Uh, <laughs> so old. So old. Was second, it a floppy floppy disk? No, no. Okay. The second was it a three-quarter or a half floppy disk? <laughs> Yeah, which one was it? It was. It's important. It was the hard floppy disk. I it don't was know. Hard I can't remember now, how to do you call be that. hard and floppy at the same time? Yeah, All that's right. Weird. <laughs> the third one came on uh, CD-ROM, mm -hmm. um, back before DVD-ROM, which I, which I find funny. But uh, no, it was it was a tactical squad. You got to be real careful with your shots, mm -hmm. things like that. There were hostages. You had to arrest people. It was a lot of fun. I also want to walk back a little bit. Uh -huh. If I had to say ultimate favorite game of all time, and I usually revert to Star Wars because Star Wars is always on my brain, I would actually right. say the Thief series. Thief series? Yeah. Thief is a great series. Dark Project and Metal Age. Yeah. That's where it was at. So you did not then like the first one, maybe? Those, well, the Dark Project was the first one. I'm sorry. You did not then like the newest one, then? <laughs> Tell me how you feel about the newest Thief game, the one that Square Enix did a couple years back. Oh, God. How would I describe this? I actually legitimately cried about three hours into it Yeah. because it made me so angry. Yeah. I went to the midnight release for it. I was so hyped. I fell into the hype train. This was my No Man's Sky. <laughs> Y'all, right. this was my No Man's Sky. Right. I bought into everything. I had merch. I um, stayed up really late to play it. I didn't go to work the next day. Like I called out and everything. Mm -hmm. And um, about three hours in, I realized these assholes don't know who the hell Garrett is or how this world is supposed to work. Yeah. And then the bullshit of play how you want was like, no, 
No, this is, you are a thief, <laughs> therefore you are super squishy. Don't get stabbed, because if you get stabbed, you're gonna die. Yeah. Like, there was no, there were no stakes. It wasn't, you get caught and you're screwed. Mm -hmm. It was, you get caught, but that's okay. Just stab your way out of it, because you can kill them really easy. Yeah, the, it it came out um, on the tail end of that whole play how you want the thing that Deus Ex yeah. sort of set up. Um, which, it works for Deus Ex because you're an augmented superhuman who can they, either sneak yourself in or blast your way in. They basically took Deus Ex and they copy-pasted it into Thief. <coughs> and that's not what Thief is. Like, it had its moments. Right. I appreciated um, being able to explore more of the world. I, ex I appreciated being able to use some of those abilities that they included. Like, the claw was really cool. Like, yeah. people who begrudged that, it was like, well, I mean... We had a rope arrow before. That's basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah. This is and just water faster. arrows. And water still. arrows, like right. you know, it, it's still all useful. Yeah. And like the asylum was a decent level. It could have been better, um, but it's still. I mean, I'm afraid of everything, so I'm not allowed to really say it scared me and have it mean anything. Yeah, everything yeah. scares me. Yeah, yeah. A thing that's, that's not scary can scare me. <laughs> um, but you know, they, it had its moments. But overall, Garrett was not Garrett. Mm -hmm. He was just a broody macho version not even a macho I guess but a broodier version of uh, Jensen or whatever Adam Jensen Yeah, Adam Jensen so no I, I totally agree it was a travesty um, and I had high hopes for it because I was a fan of the Thief ser uh, series the second one over the first one because I didn't really like the first one very much yeah the first one was definitely like a, we're just experimenting right right um, but uh, I had liked everything that Square Enix had come up with uh, so far, rebooting those old yeah. titles like I mean, uh, Tomb Deus Raider. Ex. Tomb Raider was really good. Yeah. The second one, not as good, but still really good. Uh, the second Deus Ex, also not too bad. So I was totally on board with them doing Thief. I think the problem was is that they couldn't make up their minds on what Thief was going to be because first they said it was going to be a sequel to 3 and then they said no it's going to be a reboot and then they said well it's not really either of those things it's in the same universe yeah. it's just there was another Garrett who was also a master thief who also happened to have an eye like this and they, they focused too much on the supernatural elements not enough on the technological elements which yeah. was such a huge part of the original Thief series like you had the struggles between the pagans and the Hammerites, mm -hmm. that it was like, it just, it didn't, it, it just didn't, didn't work. Didn't it was work. all about the supernatural, yeah. and that's where it failed, because it was like, that's not interesting. There's no struggle there. It's, there's a magical thing that you have to beat, but, like, we're going to be super vague about it until the last chapter. And it, yeah. it just, it, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. It was a disappointment. And today, later on, we are going to be talking a lot about disappointments in video mm. games. <laughs> No. But for now, we are taking a break, and uh, we're going to come back and talk a little bit about news that happened over the past couple weeks. Do, 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 do. News. Thank you, Noah. You're welcome. I love it. Well, it happened. I mean, I don't know. I knew it was going to. Starbucks dropped us as their spokespeople, so we don't have an ad from Starbucks this week paying the bills. I know, it's kind of depressing, but... <laughs> Luckily, we did find another sponsor, so without further ado, here is their ad read. But, but you know, before I get into that, actually, I, I do want to talk about Starbucks, because, you know, I, I went above and beyond for them all the time, and, and, and what do they do? What do they, they turn around, and they just drop us. They drop us, and I tried. I tried. I tried. 
I was sending emails back to them asking me how I can do better, but they never got back to me in a timely manner. I, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand why they did what they had to do, but, you know, it, it's just frustrating. That's all I'm saying. It's just frustrating. And I'm not the only person in this position. I know other podcasters, they're dealing with the same thing from Starbucks. And I know that they've been dropped by other people, and it hasn't been nearly this bad. I, th I think it's Starbucks. It has to be Starbucks. Because if it wasn't Starbucks, then that means that all these other podcasters are, are, are just as, as, as bad at doing their ad reads as I am. But that cannot be true. You know, it's it's Occam's razor. It's it's really just Occam's razor. See, the simplest answer is always the correct answer. And what's the simplest answer? It's that Starbucks is the one that's messed up. Not not all these podcasters. Not me. Not all these podcasters. You know what I'm saying? We're out here trying to do our very best, and we're putting in all the legwork, sending all the emails, reading the ad reads almost verbatim every single time, and, and what do they do? They just they just throw us a, a couple of bucks and, and say, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, you know? It, it's a travesty. It's a true travesty. That's what it is. And I'm not saying that Starbucks is a bad company. They're still a good company. They still make a good product. They're just treating their podcasters terribly. And that includes me, and 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 that's that's not nice. It's just not that's not nice. That's all I'm saying. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm getting way off topic here. Way off topic. So, I just one final word. One final word. Starbucks, if you're listening, I would love to take you back. Anyway, okay, okay. On to the ad read. Well, I'm almost out of time, so I'll just do the ad read for our new sponsor. <clears throat> Today's sponsor is Pete's Coffee. Thank you, Pete's Coffee. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to be talking about news, and with me, I have Katie Thompson. Hi, Katie. Why are you talking like, like William Shatner? It's kind of freaking me out. Hi, <laughs> Noah. Yo. All right, sweet. You guys ready to talk about news? Yeah. Sweet. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to talk about is Doomfist. Oh. Doomfist, everyone. Aren't you hyped? No. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> is his fist made of doom? Yes. We're looking at a picture of him right now, and you guys can pull up your own pictures of him and just kind of marvel like at his he, greatness. He's super hot, but I just don't understand, like, the physics there. That that looks really heavy. Of course it is, it but is. he's got the he's got the biceps to take care of it. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> like it, like, it would be like, oh, 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 I'm gonna fall. Like you haven't watched the animated short, have you? No, I like haven't. it literally shows the fist that he actually has underneath the big fist, like punching through a wall. Like that, his his actual arm is very strong underneath. That. He's a very strong man. And for people who don't know who the hell we're talking about, this is the new character for Overwatch uh, that right now is in, what are they calling it? Um, testing beta, servers. Beta testing. Beta testing servers, right. And that's only for PC. Only for PC. Um, but so far, so good. All the YouTube uh, guys are saying this This is a lot of fun. His ult is uh, uh, really, really cool, I guess. His ult is very interesting because it... As of right now, can't be interrupted. You like launch up into the air, and yeah. then you get a radial dial that you can see, and you can slam it. And as long as he's somebody's within the small circle, that can be an instant kill. Or if you're within the big circle, you get like some damage and kind of push back. And you push back, right? <clears throat> but um, it, is there a timer on that? 
alt? I want to say there is. Uh, it's pretty. Sh- it's pretty like enough to where you can kind of move it around, but it's yeah. not like you can hover there for like a full minute before you pick where you. Right, because that was the one thing I was worrying about is if there was a timer on it. <clears throat> Do we know when he's coming out for the I systems? I believe it was July twenty uh, seventh. Right. I believe is when I saw that it was supposed to be July twenty seventh. Right. Is when Doomfist is coming. And as with every character that they add to Overwatch, it's always a little bit a little rocky. Broken. A little yeah, broken. a little broken. You can be a little first. broken, which is why they always go to the PTR, the playtest servers right. on PC, so right. that they can try it out. They can see how he works, see how they are. He is definitely a very interesting uh, character. He yeah. is an attack character. Uh, as it goes right now, is that when he does damage with his actual fist, um, he gets a shield added onto his health. So every time he gets a, a hit on somebody, he gets his shield added up, and he can get a temporary shield bonus to, I want to say it was 350 for his health. Okay. And I want to say his base health is 200 or 250. So okay. he can get up to, like, 100 or 150 extra health every time he hits somebody with his fist. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 He looks fun. He looks like he's going to play uh, uh, kind of a mixture of Reinhardt and, um, I guess, Reaper. A little bit of Reaper? I would say more Genji, only because Genji can kind of move fast like uh, Doomfist can. Okay. I can see where you'd, you, where you'd see Reaper, but I feel personally more of a Genji just because you can kind of zip around the map more yeah. often than not. Yeah, that's true. Because he does have uh, a shotgun-like thing in his other fist. Right. Uh, his little shotgun gauntlet. Four, four shots that reload automatically. You right. do not reload them yourself. It's a time reload. Yeah. So you can either use all four of them, and they reload one at a time, each knuckle. Interesting. Yeah. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah. And and Katie, why don't you care about this? Uh, I don't play Overwatch. Not at all. I mean, I played it for like 10 seconds. <laughs> what did you feel about Overwatch? It's a game. Yeah. No- it's a first-person shooter. Nothing big. No. All right. I, I don't like other people. Yeah. I'm not I'm- a team player. <laughs> but I mean, haven't you seen those Brazzers memes? No. <laughs> there's Brad. No. Of course, oh, there's yeah. Brazzers memes. Oh, yeah. There's Brazzers memes. Are there oh, yeah. Brazzers memes of, memes of him? Of him. It's like. That's pretty hot. Yeah. So it's like five. Well, I'd him. bang him. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Hell yeah. But I mean, look at that fist. I'm How not looking not? at that fist. I don't care about that. Yeah. It's like the nine pack that he has going on. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought it was the, you know, other things. But whatever. Yeah. I no. mean, you can't see his dick. But you yeah, can no, see a nice I can't post stick. this to my Facebook. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> very unprofessional. It's very crude. My goodness. Yeah. Also, I called crude. memes memes, and I'm sure that's going to be held against me. Yes. No, it's fine. Yes, it will. Yeah, I it will. guarantee. It will. <laughs> so, moving on from Doomfist, who is going to be awesome and amazing. Yeah. We are going <laughs> to start watching. Crackdown 3, and the reason that I bring this up is because a, a gameplay trailer came out uh, last week, uh, and this is a game that uh, Microsoft has been saying is the reason to buy an Xbox One. That's uh, a stretch. Right? Whether you buy an Xbox One S or an Xbox One X, uh, this is the reason to get it, and to me, this is, this is me personally, it looks like crap. So I'm going to start the video and I'm going to have you guys tell me why, why, why. So first of all, I want to tell you guys that this is supposed to have 100% destructible environments. Only in multiplayer. 
<laughs> in single player, for some unknown reason, they do not have. Wait, is this multiplayer random? No, this is single player. Oh, okay. Which to me, if they wanted to show off the the game in any significant way, the best way to do that would be to show it off. With multiplayer, destructible environments, you doing something with other people. I mean, people. this, right now, knowing that this is a single player, it just screams, please just play the multiplayer. Yeah. It doesn't say, like, hi, we spent time on our single player. It screams, please play the multiplayer. Yeah. To me, it just seems like, oh, we played uh, Saints Row 4. Uh, it looks like <laughs> Saints Row meets Overwatch. <laughs> What? So no, no, yeah, no, it no, does. No, Say what you want, it, it does. It this doesn't. looks like that's what gamers want. That's what the youths want. <laughs> I for God's sake, that right there, that little pop-up, isn't that like an Overwatch No, thing? no, it's not. It looks very You're hurting me. It looks very Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Will that dude come in the actual game and like talk to you in real life? The guy with the beard? Yeah, I think guy. he I should. Know. He should though. That should would be know. pretty great. <laughs> right? That would be true innovation. Right? That'd be really innovative. Yeah, yeah. Switching art styles. <laughs> Wait, how did you know that was your objective? Was that on like a mini map? Um, from from what we've been told, this is uh, a pre-alpha build because it doesn't come out until next or uh, until the uh, holiday season. It's gonna be pushed back. Um, and <laughs> I mean. <laughs> They are kind of uh, uh, rolling back this whole gameplay demo. Uh, not not five days later, they were saying that don't worry, it's going to be better than it looks. All the polish happens at the end. Then why are you showing it? Because this is what they're telling us is the the reason to buy an Xbox. It just you know, cell shading works really well if you use it right, and if your game is like, I mean, look at Borderlands. Like it was so much fun. Yeah. I'm not even a fan of Borderlands, but it was fun. Yeah. Like, and it, it, the the graphics match, but this just looks like a shit show of like just shoot the things that are coming out of nowhere. There's no logical connection between anything. Like, yeah. what am I doing and why am I doing it? I thought this was a multiplayer demo because there, there's just people everywhere and they're all shooting at you. Yeah. And uh, there is no competitive multiplayer. It is only cooperative <laughs> multiplayer. Okay. Uh, so wait, I'm and sorry. It, and I'm it will be using cloud computing for the destructible environment. So you're not competitive multiplayer, correct? Which means that this is probably going to be a multiplayer that's spec ops, not a co-optional do the story. Because yeah. if you can't single player destructible environments, yeah. how are you going to co-op the story and still have a destructible environment? You're all, not only are we going to add another people, but we're actually going to make your world destructible. You think your Xbox can handle that? <laughs> but when you play single player, no, 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 you can't. Well, you can't. I mean, the Xbox can handle that because you have to be connected to the internet to use the cloud computing and you have to have an Xbox Live. It's a hundred reasons why this is. And, like, why are there beach balls, first off? <laughs> the beach balls came out of Fucking nowhere. I mean, okay, here's a question. I think this is the most, like, I, I think it's the most important question, honestly, and I want you guys to answer me. Mm -hmm. Do we care that the beach balls are there? No, no. It's, who asked for this? Who <laughs> was, was there who a huge demand for yes. more Crackdown? Well, I mean, was. when Crackdown 2 came out, yes, because Crackdown 2 was fun. Um, it's been how long? It's been a long time. What I... <sighs> I mean, good good on them for bringing back some old classics. I'm sure that Maybe, there are a lot of people. Maybe, but who's this, gonna... This would have been mind-blowing 
three years ago, four years ago. This would have yeah. been like, yes, this is the reason to get an Xbox One. This looks like now? multiplayer. I don't know why we're showing these pictures because I don't know why I care. Yeah. <laughs> well, it looks like I... It's, it's kind of sad. And like, they are saying that the game is going to be twice as big as Crackdown 2, which to me... Doesn't mean anything. That's not very big. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, Grand Theft Auto was like 50 times bigger than Liberty City. Yeah. And they well, still expanded. Yeah, and I mean... I don't know. That's... I think the real thing is that, as most of our listeners will probably know, we're all PlayStation users. We don't really care about Xbox. I have an and Xbox. I do you play it ever? I want something to play on it. Do you ever play it though? No, because no. there's nothing to play on exactly. it except for State of Decay. Well, there was a very long there was a very long period of time that I preferred the Xbox because they had the games that I wanted. Yes. Yeah. I only Xbox recently switched to PS4 almost exclusively. Because there's really nothing that's drawing me to the Xbox One. Yeah. It's... Th there's just nothing. There's just nothing. I mean, the mods on Skyrim, that's pretty much the only reason I right. would get an Xbox Thank One at you. this point. Thank you, mods. You know what this looks like? It looks like a GTA Five mod. It does. Yeah. Oh my god, it does. It does. It's a GTA Five mod. Oh, man. I'm just confused on or why like we're getting... like a Saints Row 4 mod or something like that. Just I would open even... world mod. No, I would say GTA Five mod because watch the way he moves. His body doesn't move fluidly. And if you ever watch those mods for like the Hulk or Iron Man... Right, right. Their bodies yeah, never move yeah, fluidly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't have animators right. on mod teams. Usually they don't have yeah. animators. This is just really confusing. It's... It looks like a multiplayer segment, but it's not a multiplayer segment. So yeah. what am I fighting why am I fighting them? Like, yeah. I don't... Is the whole town just automatically against me? Because that sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds like the worst, like... Yeah. This sounds like a panic attack in a video game. But, like, hey guys, Terry Crews is in it. I don't care. <laughs> I love him. I, I would watch a lot of crap for him. But yeah. I don't... I legitimately do not care. Terry Crews should have been Doomfist, not this. Come on. Actually, the guy... I, to go back, uh, the guy uh, playing Doomfist is, um, like, an actual voice actor from... He, no, he is, and I, I understand yeah, from why... from Africa, and, like, he, he's a... He seems like a really legit dude. I understand why Doomfist is not Terry Crews right now. As yeah. many of my friends have gone in, Terry Crews is not serious enough for Doomfist. He's right. very much the funny guy that everybody likes. And right. we are, I'm going to assume Terry Crews is going to be in Overwatch because he wants to be. Yeah, yeah. But it's just... You've got to pick the right character for Terry. Yeah. It's like trying to shove the rock into, like... Everything. Into The Last of Us. <laughs> that would be the most... I could, terror, that would be so awful. Hey, I mean, wasn't he in The Last of Us? You could, like, throw rocks in that game. No? Oh, stop it. <laughs> Alright, we're moving on. I'm sick of watching Crackdown. This is awful. It is awful. That was seven minutes of my life. I'm never going to get back. That's true. That's true, and I'm very sorry about that to everybody. Okay. Microsoft, where's my scale bound? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the other headline that I want to touch on is uh, how everyone now is coming out saying that they're not putting their game onto the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> the big ones are Witcher and Call of Duty World War Two. Did you forget which World War II was? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of did for a second. Um, so my, my question is, duh... Like, who thought that Witcher, who thought that these kinds of massive AAA games that are coming out now are going to work on the Switch? Well, Why are we surprised? Skyrim. Skyrim has set a precedence. And now, you know, the gamers that don't understand how this works goes, right. 
Well, they brought Skyrim. Well, of course, of course they did. <laughs> Skyrim is six years, maybe seven years old. Yeah. I thought it was Almost. ten, wasn't it? No, God, no, 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 I'm not, not that 10. old. But right. Calm down. Yeah, I never said eleven, eleven, that eleven. Old. <laughs> right. Twenty eleven <laughs> is when it came out. Yeah. Um, eleven, eleven, eleven. I yeah. will never forget. Never forget. Never forget. Um, it's the same cuts I have on my arm. <laughs> wow okay alright let's take a break guys that was a bit dark uh, but no like it, Skyrim has now set a precedence where oh but Skyrim came is going to come out on the Switch why can't The Witcher yeah. well, because of course it can't of course it of can't of course it shouldn't like, no, yeah. who <laughs> I have an $1100 PC and my computer has a hard time running Witcher well, yeah, that hair is so gorgeous. It's the hair. Yeah, it's I mean, it is the, the hair. Graphics, the, hair. Yeah, yeah. the graphics themselves aside. Yeah. Why? Why bring those kinds of games? <laughs> why? On? Yeah, like, yeah. what is in it for the developers? Because The Witcher is mm. a very um, specific game. Right. For very specific players. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it almost didn't succeed. Yeah. The first one was a fight. They had to fight to release that. Yeah. One. I mean, it was the definition of a cult classic. It was. Yeah. And then the second one was another fight. Mm -hmm. And now this third one, it wasn't a fight because the second one succeeded so well on console, but yeah. this third one was kind of like their triumphant, like, we, we made it, guys. Um, <laughs> so why why would you think that they would waste time and resources and money that they probably don't really have, porting it over to a system that doesn't have as many people who demand that? Yeah. The people demanding it, how, how many people do you think there are that... Yeah, the people, actually own the Switch. The people demanding it are the people who own an $1,100 PC yeah. and the people who own a, a PS4 Pro and they're going to buy an Xbox One X. They want the highest fidelity of graphics yeah. with their very complicated open world RPG. Yeah. Yeah. So why would you want that on the Switch? Because you're going to have to sacrifice something. And I think people need to understand that. Like, Zelda is a beautiful game because it was designed to work on the Switch. Right. It, it was, was designed, designed from the ground up to be what Zelda looks like right now. Exactly. Yeah. And and you'll note that it is not like The Witcher. The graphics no. are wildly different. You're not going to get that same level of yeah. graphical quality of The Witcher that The Witcher currently has yeah. on the Switch. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And if it does happen, then more power to you, but you're going to have to sacrifice something. Yeah. Something has to get cut in order to make room for that. Mm -hmm. And this and this headline kind of came to a head when um, Activision and Sledgehammer came out saying that Call of Duty World War II was not going to be on the Switch. Did because you just, of course. Did not. you just say the headline came to a head? I did. Oh, that's oh wow. Pretty good. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, I'm, good. I'm proud of it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, no, like, duh, right? Am I wrong? No, here? you're not wrong. I mean, never forget Borderlands 2 on the Vita. <laughs> I never forgot. Forget. That's the second never time. Forget. The second time we've we've mentioned that game. Never yeah, forget. The it's it's really sad. The the Vita was not designed to be the next greatest and best. It was designed to be an amazing toy. Right. Because that's what Nintendo likes. Nintendo likes toys. Right. Nintendo wants it to be fun. And Nintendo they dealt with Call of Duty a little bit, but back on the DS. Back on the DS. And on the Wii. And the Wii. And the Wii U? Did Wii U see no. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ghosts, did, right. Yeah, yeah. Ghosts. Yeah. Oh, but, like, let's consider, uh, how, what did the sales look like 
for Call of Duty. Oh, on horrible. The, and they, I mean, I didn't know. Didn't they change a bunch of stuff on how Call of Duty worked? Of course. Yeah, yeah, they had it's, to. Because it's the. It's yeah. It had I multiplayer. Mean, World at War was <laughs> itself stripped down to bare bones just to work on the Wii. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was the crappiest Call of Duty. It looked like a PS2 game. Yeah. It did. It yeah. really did because they, they With had no control. choice. I yeah. played it as my first Call of Duty and I actually liked it. But it yeah. was my first Call of Duty. Yeah. Like, so. Had I been playing Call of Duty before, I would have mm. been like, what the hell is this? What the fuck is this garbage? And. I mean, as we all know, for those of us that keep up with the news, Splatoon 2 is coming to the Switch. Right. That is a very specific shooter that is dedicated mm-hmm. for kids. Yeah. Why are they going to want to bring another shooter that is dedicated to a hardcore audience? Yeah. It's not who well, Nintendo is. not even just a hardcore audience. It's it's geared towards adults. We all that's, know that that's 12 yeah. to 18-year-old yeah. yeah. kids right. play it. God, those that talk like this! <laughs> yeah, like, it, it <laughs> parents buying the Switch are either buying it for themselves for nostalgic purposes or they're buying it for their very young children to grow mm-hmm. up with. Yeah. Why would Nintendo and then why would Activision sink money into something that may not work? Yeah. I mean, maybe in the future we'll get a Call of Duty, but let's consider Call of Duty's main draw is the multiplayer. Yeah. What can you not do on the Switch right now? Yeah. Chat. Multiplayer. The headset chat. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't chat. Yeah. You can't multiplayer. Like, and even if you could uh, multiplayer connecting to the internet on a switch, I know this uh, from personal experience. Dan can attest to it. Um, it's impossible. You can be right next to your router, and it's just like can't connect. Don't know why. Not going to tell you why. Can't connect. Try again. Yeah. And like ah, I know that they're going to patch these things. I know that there's going to be a switch 2.0 coming out uh, uh, probably next year or year after that when they get their uh, quality and quantity to a reasonable level. But as it is right now, it is not an online machine. No. And it shouldn't be, necessarily. Like, have, have your online games. Have your Splatoons. Fine. But single player is where Nintendo shines every single time. So focus. Focus yeah. on that. And also, like, people who are saying, oh, it'll help the Nintendo. Like, when they say, like, yeah. oh, it would help them. That's such a good draw. Uh, it's Nintendo. Yeah. You just have to put Nintendo on it, and it will sell. Exactly. They'll be like, you're a garbage human. I yeah. can put thousands of dollars on this thing, and you'll buy it. Yeah. Because you're garbage. Like. And look at ARMS. Like, I, I haven't played ARMS, to be fair, but, my God, it looks like a really weird game that I might have 20 minutes of fun with, but it's getting sold hand over fist, partly because... Uh, it's the second game on the system, third game uh, on the system that are, is worth a damn. Are you saying people are giving an arm and a leg for it? <sighs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's 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 just something that derailed me like immensely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean here's the thing Nintendo has a seal of quality and approval that they right. want to do, they do. Uh, with the topic coming up I will bring something about that for Nintendo um, but they're not going to put a game that they don't think will work and they're not going to put a game that they think will not run well, well in let's their system just yeah. remember they've done this before Mass Effect 3 was a huge flop did Mass and Effect 3 come on a Nintendo on system? The on the Wii U really? Yeah. it came out on the oh. Wii U and it was a flop I think it had a subtitle it didn't have a subtitle it was, yeah it was I don't remember what it was but it it, it was the worst it, I mean this is one of the 
biggest franchises in the world. Right. Mass Effect Wasn't alone. It, like Resident Evil Four on the Wii Two, and it was like an on-rail shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, no, no. No, um, no. It was the other uh, Resident. The other Evil. Resident Evil. Right? Yeah. What was it? One of the wasn't one of the Resident Evils was an on-rail shooter, but Resident Evil Four was actually apparently one of the best versions on the Wii okay. because mm-hmm. the motion controls made, made, so easy made the yeah. terrible yeah. controls from the original game. <coughs> sorry, but what? that said, they're they had terrible controls. <coughs> I'm, I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. <coughs> I'm sorry. I'm allergic to bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) We're moving past that. I I will fight you about Ari's terrible controls all day. All right, mister. I want a 20-pound hammer to swing in my VR Skyrim. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) No, but that said, Nintendo has gone down this road before. They brought out rated M games that are, oh, that's a surefire sell. And it's flopped because it's on a Nintendo system. Like. You just have to acknowledge the fact that Nintendo does one thing very well, and that's be family-friendly. Yeah. That's be the system that families go to. Like, from experience, when a parent walks in and they want a system for their 7-year-old, I'm not going to say, get the PlayStation. I'm not going to say, get an Xbox. I'm going to say, have you considered the Switch? Have you considered a Wii? Like, 3DS. Right. Cool. I mean, if we were going to say, like, the next rated M game besides Skyrim, I have a feeling it's probably going to be Bayonetta. Like, if they put a rated M game on the Switch, it's for a reason. No, they're already talking about Bayonetta, and since it went uh, really well on the Wii U, they're thinking again for exclusive, which, fine, good, I like that. Nintendo exclusive. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) because they need as many games as they they can. Wait, are you talking about Microsoft? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jesus. Can anyone remember their exclusives from E3? Because all I remember is Forza, 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 Forza. Forza. Uh, State of Decay 2, but... I, I Does anyone care? I guess. I guess. I love that game. That's that entire trailer game. was A, too long, and B, bullshit. <laughs> what? Yeah. It was bullshit. <laughs> it's the only game I'll play on my Xbox right now. But, getting back onto the That's Switch depressing. thing. Yeah. Getting back onto the Switch thing. Um, let's switch it up, people. Let's, oh, Jesus. God, shut up. <laughs> Jesus. I hate you so much. So I'm gonna leave here and just be so angry for the rest of the week because of you. <laughs> so yes, switching it up. God, I hate you, Noah. Um, the the thing that I want Switch to do, uh, or at least developers, publishers, to look at the Switch for is a different way to make games. Like yeah, there are publishers coming out saying <laughs> there are publishers coming out saying like we can't make games for the Switch because it doesn't have enough power then but that's the point of the turn switch. down your game yeah it's it the point of the switch is mobility and fun just accessibility do you know what would succeed on the switch what's that i mean look at all the vita games lately they're all jrpgs that nobody cares about yeah. because persona it's on five. the vita let's put persona 5 on the switch i think we'll sell uh, gangbusters let me how about a, a persona 5 like game a persona game persona yeah. excuse me yeah, a persona yeah. game um of any kind. But yeah, any like the, GRPG. Uh, arena one would probably do really well. The yeah, fighting game? Yeah. I hear it was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, any of those JRPGs that are currently only coming out on the Vita, like, now you have a different handheld. Exactly. I can't imagine the Switch is more powerful than the Vita, or that the Vita is more powerful than the Switch. I can't imagine at this point. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's probably there, some difference. Yeah, there's, there's some internal differences, mostly, like, uh, uh, radio. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, touch pads are, I think, better on the Switch than they are. That has to be fairly easy to work around. Yeah, like, and that would be a very good market for Nintendo to look into. Like, Mm -hmm. if we're going to look at any market, 
get away from Witcher, get away from Call of Duty. Let's talk about the games that would actually sell on yeah. the Switch. Nintendo yeah. knows what to do for the Switch, and they just don't want to. And what they need to do for the Switch is bring a fucking Pokemon game to the fucking Switch. They're going to. <laughs> They're going They're to. Already talking oh, about Pokemon Tournament. Yeah, well, it's Pokemon <laughs> Tournament for sure, but I mean... No, the Pokemon role-playing game. Did nobody watch E3? The no, yeah. Okay, like, <laughs> well, we come watched on. E3. I yeah. fell asleep halfway through. I watched the worst. <laughs> I just went by past. Well, with the... Nintendo, if you blink, you miss it. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. That Thanks guy waved people. around the, the uh, Master Sword. Yeah really awkwardly like didn't <laughs> yeah, really know was... what to do like let's go everyone like i've never been on camera before did he have that backpack shield and like the peanut butter and jelly and stuff no have you guys seen that uh that, that is a really cute commercial that's that not a horrible adorable. that's a horrible commercial no it's, a why, it's adorable why would that mom let her kid take the full jar of peanut butter a full jar of jelly and a full <laughs> loaf of bread have and you... just leave have you ever dealt with ch children before? Sometimes the easiest <laughs> battles to win are the ones you don't participate in. You just go, all right, fine, sure, whatever, let's go. As long as you're out of the house, I don't care anymore. Children are horrible. Okay, yes, are. so actually this is a pretty good segue. Uh, we're talking about Nintendo. Yeah. We're talking about children. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to be talking about Splatoon and the Splatoon girl, Marina? She, she is over 18, Nintendo confirmed. <laughs> okay, <laughs> evidently. Oh, I'm worried about why you said that. <laughs> So, Katie, I wanted I wanted you to see this, oh, um, <laughs> because one, you're kind of a Nintendo hater a little bit. I don't know about hater. Yes. Hey, somebody had to replace Dan, okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't like Nintendo. And his, his hate for Nintendo took him over. <laughs> and the second reason I, I wanted you to see this mm -hmm. was because uh, you're a female, and and. Um, uh, what's that implication? You'll you'll see. As oh, because I'm a female, this. I'll automatically just respond the way that you want me to. And here we are. This is the girl that we're talking about. It's Marina. Okay. Uh, she is the new girl for Splatoon. Okay. This is the different girl. I thought it was a different girl, my bad. No, yeah, no. We're, t we're talking about this one. Okay. <laughs> so, the internet, once this picture and pictures like this cropped up, the internet exploded with borderline creepy things. Of course. Of course. It's um, the internet. Yes. But I want to know what what is what is it about this girl? Can uh, someone explain this to me? You can see her stomach. Uh it's there's enough sexualization there that you're going to get the creeps that go, "Oh, waifu." Like you're going to get that. You're going to get that no matter what. Yeah. Jesus. The there's internet. always fan art, especially of Nintendo games. And I mean, Rule 34 yes. is yeah. going on. Yeah. It, it, it's already happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there another picture? Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know how to feel about it. I can't tell if that's a... That it's, a, it's, zipper. a zipper. it's a giant okay. zipper. It's a because giant Japan. zipper. Because Japan. Um, Why not? Yeah, I don't know. It's... I, I, I don't... K-pop. K-pop? K-pop. No. <laughs> J-pop? That's, that's J-pop. J-pop, my bad. I mean, yeah. and J-pop is a whole different argument. I, I'm i a little disturbed that she's so sexualized. Especially See, that, given... That's my problem. Like, well, here's... I, I understand, I understand. you know, passing a few jokes about how Nintendo is sexualizing this uh, uh, squid person, the squid girl. Squid girl. But the internet... Not squid person, squid girl. Squid girl, right. But the internet continuing it 
It it lasted three or four days, and I know that it's kind of old news right now, but... No, it's going to continue. It's going to continue, and especially Splatoon coming out in just a couple of weeks. 21st. 21st, yeah. like Weeks? Days. Days, right. Days. <laughs> especially now, from, from when this comes out, yeah, so... Um, okay, so I have two minds of this, and I'm going to say this as a white woman. Let's just make that clear. Um, the fact that it is the woman with darker skin that is being sexualized is probably the most disturbing part for me yeah um because of course of course you know especially with her skin tone it's like well of course she would be the one you know dressing kind of skanky on the other hand i i'm not sure how this is a children's game given the way that she's dressed <laughs> I, I don't know if that sounds prudish i'm sure it does and that's not the case it's just that i'm wait i i can already hear the complaints <laughs> in my mind i can already hear them yeah, that's, um, that's, that's the truth. It's a little frustrating because on the one hand, it's like, I want to see this character develop. I want to see what kind of character she is. I want to see if she's going to be the kind of character that's just like, I dress how I want because I want to dress this way. Right. Or if they're just going to gloss over it and she's just going to be... The icon. Eye candy. Yeah. That's it. Speaking and to that point, actually, Noah, do you know what she does in the game? No, I thought she was a different character. I have no idea. She okay. might be a, one of the faction color leaders. Or right. She might just be an announcer. Do you know this Pearl? We're looking at a picture with now both Pearl and Marina. I want to say Pearl is one of the faction leaders, and it's one of her sisters that like left, maybe? I don't know. I don't know enough about the Splatoon history. Uh, yeah, Splatoon like, lore. Because yeah, you're my go-to guy for uh, Overwatch lore, so I figured. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like Japan, but it's more like anime and as the white guy male dude who's been yeah. watching anime yeah a lot, we are all white here yes. I, I want to make that very clear as for somebody who watches anime and knows all japan's weirdness to be honest i've seen worse oh i <laughs> mean that, yeah like yeah. i mean as someone who you know spoke the language for a while and just studied the culture without necessarily diving into anime like um i, I can tell you that that's certainly not the weirdest thing i've seen even <laughs> yeah. live action movies kind of border on fetishistic yeah. A lot, yeah. Um, it's yeah. It's it's hard to say. I want to say more about the character because I don't want to judge just from the way that she looks. But it is a little. It's a disturbing trend that a lot of people fall into, where they create a character with darker skin, and of course she's a slut or he's like super macho and he's just there to support. Yeah. Like yeah. it, or and he's there security or whatever, right. and it's like of course, of of course. Right. That's the mindset. But again, I'm just speaking as a white woman without that experience myself so i could be off base right and you know i, I didn't want to end the new segment on a downer but like and, and it's hard i just want to talk about it because it it, it it irked me it, it got in a weird place in in my in my brain and i was like what just stop I mean, just it, stop listening to that i, like, I stopped for a real <laughs> I mean, time uh, yeah citizen of the internet you know yeah here's where i'm gonna here's where i'm gonna put it it's a children's game meant for children yeah like there's no reason that you have to have any of these feelings when you look at a children's game meant for children. Yeah. Like, it, it borders on, like, why? Well, why did you do that? Why was the point? But again, I, I haven't played the game. I've never played a Splatoon game. I can't really judge it until I play it myself, so... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, a lot it was, of mixed feelings. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's Nintendo sort of going out on a limb... To appeal to an older, maler audience, I, I think. Mean, yeah, they don't really have to work very hard. Exactly. But Rule thirty four, Princess Peach, the most covered princess in the world, exactly. and there you go. Like yeah. you don't have to work hard. Come on, guys. Yeah, that's the truth. But 
it was just something that I wanted to talk about, and I'm glad that I had you, Katie, here to talk about it, because I don't think I could have done this justice with Noah and Dan just. So, thank you. I'm your token female, aren't I? For now, we're going to have other girls token. on here, too. Token. If they'll, like, you know, talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to take another break, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about our topic of the week, and that topic is broken games. You see? Uh. See how we did that from the beginning of the episode? Now we're doing it now. Okay. We're really good at this, guys. What? Yeah. I don't remember what we talked about at the beginning, so... Yeah, sure. me neither. <laughs> Hi, I'm Paul Logan. We've had a lot of fun on this podcast today, but I'm here to talk to you about something very important. Something that affects us all. Something you can help with. Healers. Did you know that over 2,000 hit points are lost every minute of every day? Well, it's true. That's equal to 10 Battlefield Engineers, 50 Player Unknowns Battlegrounds Combatants, or 2,000 Genjis, as he has like no health, dude. But with your help, we can fix this. Hiya! This is Tracer. <coughs> she needs your healing. She understands that she can't always be right next to you as she is constantly running into the middle of the map without an escape plan. Last one, there's a rotten egg. But with your efforts, maybe, just maybe, she has a fighting chance. Yeah! You're a real lifesaver! And there are others just like her. This is XX Real Gamer 420 xx and he's been a real dick on the chat. But does he deserve less healing because he made a rude comment about your talent in the last match? No. And Ganja Kid, 55110XX, even though clearly he's too young to know what Ganja is, or even too young to own Battlefield 1, his shrill voice is calling for you to heal him so he can run straight into the treads of an enemy tank and die literally seconds after you revive him. These players need you much more than you need them, but with your thoughtful donation of choosing the healer class, you can get a half-hearted thank you over the chat, or a wave animation for your hard work in saving their new basses. So please, before you scroll immediately to Reaver because you think he looks the coolest, or before you choose the Engineer class even though you have no idea what the wrench does and have never killed anyone with a shotgun, think about choosing a medic, or any support class for that matter. Like, you know, Lucio. He has rollerblades, and that's pretty cool. With your tactful position in the corner of the point, or your stick to in running down a dumbass Hanzo that is way too far away from the team, you can save a life and win the match. We here at the Non-Player Character Podcast, thank you.
All right. Welcome back, everybody. We're here talking about kind of a depressing topic, broken games. Huh. But first off, we should sort of define what we each mean by a broken game. I'm going to start with Noah. What do you uh, think of when you think of a broken game? When I think of a broken game, I think of a game that's doing something it did not advertise itself as. It is not able to complete what the purpose of the game is supposed to be doing. Right. And Katie? <laughs> I mean, I, a broken game is one that's incomplete, or the AI is not working, or it... I. I don't know. There's a lot that I define as a broken game. Right. Um, I'm kind of on Noah's side with that. It's a broken game if um, you can't complete something without... Actually, it's a broken game if you can't complete something. Yep. It's a broken game if uh, uh, I paid $60 for animations that look like they cost $20 to make. Yeah. Um... It's a broken right game. The first one. <laughs> it's it's yeah exactly. It's a broken game if um, on every other console it's working great, but on one specific console or in one specific iteration of the game, it is unplayable. Hella glitches. Hella glitches. Things like that. Uh, so the first game we can talk about real easy is um, Assassin's Creed Unity. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, That's the most famous example of a broken game. Definitely the most famous example, because it was a game that had a pedigree. It was a game that had dozens uh, of games, not dozens, but I mean, it, it, had, it had a lot of games under its belt, and all of a sudden, the new one came out, and... It shat were, the bed. It shat the bed hardcore. <laughs> It was a death rattle. Yeah. It, it was coming off the popularity of Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which was right. an amazing game, mm-hmm. but it was an amazing pirate game, not an amazing Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. We were promised and, a lot for Unity. And they sort of split the team, because one team was working on uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue, yeah. and the other one was working on Unity. And Rogue was arguably the better game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't look as pretty, maybe, no. but it... Hey, it worked had, it from day one. Better penguins. story. It did have penguins. It had, yeah, penguins. Yeah. It had penguins. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I love the penguins. Also, Rogue was just a more interesting story. Yeah. Like, Unity had glitches aside, the most boring. It was like the. It was so incomplete. Right. It was like they started working on a game and they were more interested in working on another game, but Unity was supposed to be their flagship yeah. and it. Yeah. And, and it's super sad because they were dealing with uh, a time in history that could have had an amazing Assassin's Creed game. We have been asking, we had been asking for the French Revolution since number three, since yeah. before number three. Yeah. That was one of the top, like, this is what we want. And they. And, and when it finally came out, there were missing faces. <laughs> like, how how, did, how does that happen? You get stuck well, in the walls. You see, what happens is in the French Revolution, when you <laughs> were in trouble, you went to the guillotine and you lost your face. The, no. I've seen Les Miserables. That's incorrect. <laughs> I've been in a Les Miserables production, sir. That was incorrect. But the Assassin's Creed developers don't know that. Yeah. I mean, clearly. True. Clearly they don't. I mean, it's not like they live in... France. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. Very on the nose. Uh, it's funny because it's the opposite. Yeah. Um, uh-huh, it's funny. So it's I mean, true. <laughs> so I mean, let's move laterally now to a big one that probably will take up a bunch of time. Um, Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, <laughs> I 
there's so many feelings. Uh, share them, please. Anger. I want to hear every single one. Anger is the first one. Listen, just a little backstory. Um, the Mass Effect series is up there in my top five. Right. All three of them I would count as one. Even number three, I'm like, there are things about it that I liked enough to kind of overlook how they fucked up the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think mean, all this, of us would agree on that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Citadel yeah. DLC alone was so much fun. And it was such a satisfying inclusion. I, I firmly believe that Leviathan uh, should have been part of the final game. I firmly believe Javik should have been part of the final game. That right. sh- Those two things should not have been DLC. Right. Because they added so much to the story. So I would argue that that itself was the first sign of cracks in the foundation. Yeah. Um, number I'd like three. I say that's EA though. I would just yeah, like, no, I was, was. going to say this. That's, yeah, shit. that's EA. Um, but that's what I mean. Like that was the first sign of like Something's, trouble on the yeah, horizon. Trouble. That was the first foreshadow. And if you thought that was bad, Mass Effect Andromeda was just a shit show. Yeah. From start to finish, yeah. it it wasn't Mass Effect. That's all I can say. If I whenever I played the game because I got rid of it really fast, I um, fired it up and I was so excited and. Right away, it was the most generic story with a character I couldn't connect with because I had no personality. Yeah. Like, you can argue that the Paragon neutral renegade system was flawed, but you knew who Shepard was. Yeah. You knew who your Shepard was. Like, yeah. your Shepard was either Captain America in space or Doctor Doom in space. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly. You and, had either. And, like, I had no problem when I heard that they were going to get rid of the Renegade Paragon system. Yeah. There's other ways to do that same thing uh, yeah. sort of under the hood without actually showing you how it's done. Yeah. Uh, well, I and, mean, Night's yeah, Elder Public exactly, Nights was the a great Republic. way to do it because mm-hmm. you had, like, it wasn't strictly this is a Paragon choice. You had all the in-betweens. And you could argue that that comes down to the fact that there's only so many lines of dialogue they could record and blah, 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 blah. Fine. But... If they were going to replace it, they needed to replace it with something better. Yeah, because something this wasn't, that worked. It, what the hell is logical versus casual? Both both options elicited pretty much the same response yeah. from other NPCs. There was no clear defining response. I mean, the most interesting part of that game, for me, was Natalie Dormer. <laughs> she was the only <laughs> reason that I talked to her character. Right. Lexi, I think was her name. And who is um, Natalie Dormer? Natalie Hot. Well, yeah. <laughs> Marjorie Tyrell. Right. Yeah. Who is very I think, hot. <laughs> I think the question you was... You don't get that joke? No, I don't. Uh, I think the question was, who is she in the Mass Effect universe? She was Lexi. She was the doctor. The, the doctor. Asari do- doctor. The, the Asari doctor. Okay. Um, but what a giant waste of time, because the game was terrible. Yeah. And And the AI aside, I mean, we all know the facial animations were... I mean, my face is tired. What? <laughs> it looks tired. Like, I don't know how... Yeah. To, is that, like, a cheeky way to try to get away with that? Yeah. Come on, but guys. the script itself... Was awful. Who who says my face is tired? I mean, that aside, there ah. was so much wrong with it. Like, you're supposed to have this connection to this character who has a twin that you're supposed to feel something with, and you had nothing. Yeah. <laughs> there was no reason. Like, I didn't feel sad with, you know, spoiler alert, uh, dad dying. Yeah. I didn't give a the shit. I didn't know. Than the, the dad was so much more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like, first of all, I understood who he was by the trailers that I saw him yeah. in. Yeah. Like I didn't I didn't need to know anything more about him because he was already established. Yeah, let's let's also point out all the false advertising and every advertising marketing image that they sent out, your character, writer, was wearing N seven armor. Yeah. That was actually your dad's armor. Yep. You didn't earn that. You weren't part of the N seven program. 
Like that was the one connection to Shepard that you could have had. And I understand the need to get away from that. I understand the need to make Andromeda its own thing because you have a new team and you want it to be its own thing. But it, <laughs> it was so flawed in every way. And speaking of advertisement, wasn't the whole point was like, oh, you can choose one of two siblings and your sibling's going to go do something else. You know what your sibling did? She's in a fucking coma. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Pretty much, pretty yeah. much the majority of the game. I mean, that's sibling. doing something else. Yeah. Not much of doing, but... You're right, and because you can still talk to her in the coma, because Mass Effect. Yeah, and like my writer, like, she spoke to her brother now and again, and that was fine, but again, it... Just like true siblings, now and again, we <laughs> Exactly. Well, I mean, in my case, yes. Sorry, guys. Uh, I love you, um, but I don't have time for you. Anyway, um, I... I don't know. I, I have a lot of feelings about Andromeda. I have a lot of feelings about making Ryder the way that they made Ryder. Ryder was not likable. No. Ryder was not a character. No. Ryder was a petulant child who didn't earn the position yeah. she eventually got. Yeah. She, or he. Or he. Calm down. <laughs> I will smack your head into this table. Um, but I, I hated my Ryder. I didn't yeah. know who she was. I didn't care about who she was because she didn't earn a goddamn thing. Yeah, and it and it didn't help that the facial animations were, were so, so bad, bad that I couldn't even connect on uh, like an aesthetic level. No, I couldn't see and even them after as the human. patches. Even after even the patch, after the it it just did not work. Nothing yeah. flowed. None of the other characters were interesting. Literally. I mean, I, I hate to harp on this, but as Shepard, I felt like I was in command. I had a crew, yeah. and I was the commander of this crew. In Andromeda, three characters waltz onto your ship. There's no introduction. They just waltz onto your ship like, hi, I'm here now. Yeah. I just threatened you like four times, but I'm here now. Like, who the <laughs> fuck are you? <laughs> like, I will not stand for this, sir. Yeah, yeah. But what am I going to say? Because I'm a child. Yeah, because like, in most RPGs, you're able to skip entire characters. Mm -hmm. And never talk to them. You never could have skipped them. Garrus. Yeah. Garrus Vicarian, you could have skipped him in number one. Yeah. Best I mean, you, fucking character. Best, best fucking character, character. But you could have skipped him. Yeah. They gave you the option. You could have skipped Rex. You could have skipped a lot of characters. Rex could have died. Rex yeah. could have died. Rex like, have died. I had no interest in any of the NPCs, which, I mean, didn't help because I had no interest in my character. Yeah. So what reason did I have to And they around? busted out the big guns by using, uh, you know, all these voice actors, or mm -hmm. all these actors, turn voice actors. Like, Kamel uh, Nanjiani was also in that yeah. game. Yeah. He was a fantastic addition. Yeah. Did not care. No. I didn't make it that far. Yeah. And like... <laughs> Understand it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had the biggest crush on Natalie Dormal. I have the biggest crush on Natalie Dormal. I will Right? Who does I will watch the shittiest shit for Natalie Dormer. I have seen so much terrible British TV in my life because of Natalie Dormer. I watched all of the Tudors until she died because of Natalie Dormer. And that is the worst show in the world. Um, but I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I, couldn't yeah. I stopped. I had to stop because it, it was unhealthy for me to play a game that every time I played it, I was like, I hate it. Yeah. I think we focused a lot on the story. I'm the guy that focused more on the gameplay. That gameplay fucking sucked. And no, this is I would I argue with you. I, okay, but I would, I disliked it. I would dislike it. It's they, what was it about it? It's the fact that the cover didn't work. The covered mechanic oh, did the not snap work. cover thing. The snap cover. They should have kept it how it used to be. And this yeah. is coming from somebody who played Mass Effect 3's multiplayer for a real long time. <laughs> yeah. And I loved that multiplayer to death. Still don't understand yeah. that. Well, because and it's waves and it's fun. <laughs> also, the Mako. Why? Why bring like, that back? No, that was the worst part of the original. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did you bring that back? And it could have been good, but yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. And if they made the planets a little more unique, it might have been 
It might have been fun, but it was only dry like three. Earth. Yeah, yeah. We 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 basically <laughs> had the Star Wars effect, which you know, not harping on the Star Wars effect being here's an ice planet, here's a desert planet, here's a cloud planet, like. That that Fine. works. Yeah. Fine. It's a movie. I get it. You have two hours to explain where this place takes place. Just do it quick and, and move on. It's but just... you have a video game. You could do anything. Yeah. You could trip me out with what you could do. Going back off the court, when, when you started Mass Effect 1, you knew who Commander Shepard was. Yeah. Like, you gave a shit the moment you realized that's Commander Shepard. Well, because yeah. the Mass Effect series was very much like the Star Trek of video games. Yeah. Mm. You were given it characters was... and a story. Yeah. And, it was, and you cared about the yeah. story. It was good. When you say, when you walk up to somebody and you go, Shepard, you already have a picture in your mind of that is my Shepard. You yeah. know yeah. who that is. I know yeah. who my Shepard is. When you walk up to somebody and go, writer, they spit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just spit on you, sir. Spit. spit on you, sir. It's, and it's sad. There are so many, I went back to kind of like look at old Let's Plays because I don't have a system that can play. Mass Effect. By the way, hopefully they redo the three ones because they need to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They'd be their only saving grace. It would grace be their only point. saving grace, except yeah. it's been put on hold because EA doesn't realize they fucked up. But um. Oh no, they know. Oh yeah, they know. That's gonna be my next point. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, but how many different species did they leave behind? Like, if you look, oh, the Koreans. Right. Yeah. Like they left behind so many species. Like, what was Thane again? Thane? Oh, uh, Jesus. The big purple dudes. The big guys yeah. that like were just always Oh, 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 oh. oh those guys. The merchants that were like always in suits and had yeah. really bad they were like the Volus. Yes, Volus. the Volus. Yeah. The weird beetle guys. Um Beetle guys. The Beetle guys. The ones that like were always working for the Red Suns. The they were really murderous, really intently. Beetle guys. Maybe they weren't beetles, but Right. But yeah, no, anyway, beyond that. The guys with, like, four eyes that, like, were always mechanics and oh, also worked for the Blue Suns. The Batarians. The Batarians. Yeah. Okay. Like, there are so many different species they left. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, granted, they did they did give a story reason why they left them. Because a shitty only, story reason. Yeah, only a few uh, uh, races traveled. Yeah. yeah, traveled. There. How racist. <laughs> How racist. Well, okay, but let's come back to that, though. Um, in the original Mass Effect story, the reason it felt so unique was because, yes, you could argue you had pretty much the same setup every time. You had different cities. Right. But they felt different. They were Every single time. Different. You knew what the Citadel looked like because the Citadel looked familiar enough yeah. that you'd be okay going back to it. And Omega felt familiar enough that you could still see this is the seediest and, place. Right. And you went to different parts. You never always went to the same specific no. part that you went last time. You and you had a reason new. to go. It yeah. wasn't just and you set up a base here. To go. Yeah. It was you're right, it wasn't set up a base here because you want to live here. Why the fuck are you gonna live there? You have a cool ass ship in space. I yeah, why would I do that? <laughs> also like I'm just gonna come back to the point that Ryder was nothing and say that every good thing I did in this game, even when I was trying really hard to play like the goodiest good 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 to uh, two shoes. Yeah, Thank you. Goody is good, good two shoes. Uh, <laughs> even though I was trying to play that, you know, I was constantly told like, oh, you can do better, so prove it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Shepard was never spoken to like that. Yeah. And in, if he was... He commanded respect. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, my Shepard in particular, she wasn't like a renegade. I never played her renegade. Ever. And when I did, it was for like... Grey Jedi? Yeah, I always went grey. Um, Paragon grey, but... Um, it just, it, I just can't think of an instance where Shepard was disrespected to the point where it bothered me. 
because it was never for any reason. And it was always by people that was like, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm the Pathfinder. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, right? Like, it just right? bothered me. And like, you, how dare you? Weren't you told in the beginning, you are Pathfinder, therefore you have authority. You yeah. have the all authority. And, and then you got gives a complete shit. No one gave no, a shit. No. And, and it, it was just awful. Commander Shepard was shit. the dude that found the Reaper, and he was just some random-ass Joe. Yeah. He was a specter. That he, he was only it. made a specter after after the fact. that stuff. So nobody really had to give him much shit. They gave you, him. It shit felt like because, you earned it though. Yeah. Through the story, they made you feel like you earned it. Right. But yeah. No. You, it's, that's the truth. Um. Uh. So okay. So we're moving on from a broken game, mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed, to a broken story and a broken game in Mass Effect. How about Owlboy? Noah, you wanted to talk about oh, this. Oh boy, I want to talk about this. Um, and this comes back to the topic of what is a broken game. Because Owlboy is a side-scrolling adventure game, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and it has a bunch of glitches. Uh, it was news that came out that the developers are actually trying to keep some of those glitches. They are talking to the speedrunning community um, on trying to keep certain glitches that are there because it made speedrunners able to clear that game right. a lot faster by doing what's called gate skips. Right. Where you skip a whole section that's like where you unlock a specific something, you switch, like, you just pretty much jump that entire gate. Um, and it's, it kind of begs the question that the speedrunning community in general is trying to figure out with all these different things that they just found in Ocarina of Time, another gate skip that they can do on what is considered a glitch and what is considered game-breaking. Yeah, and this comes at a pretty good time because uh, Game's Done Quick uh, just happened at the beginning of this month, and Games Done Quick is an amazing uh, charity and foundation that basically gets uh, the best speedrunning gamers in the world all together to uh, raise money for any kind of foundation you can think of. They raise money for it, which is which is fantastic. And uh, having a community like that that now can look at. Uh, uh, the new gate skip for Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. and start discussing what makes a glitch. Um, it's 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 kind of amazing that that that's able to happen. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's you know there there are two different sides of this, right? There are people that still speed run and they don't use any of that. It's right. a complete com- natural. Yeah, glitch glitch free glitch runs. and glitchless yeah, runs. Right. So it's just that's as far as really I know about it, and I this kind of brought that topic up because it's what we're talking about too on what really is a is a glitch considered broken or is a glitch considered something that is happy because if you look at a lot of the call of duty games there's a lot of glitches in those multiplayer things but a lot of people find those okay because it's funny because it adds things that's true but then on the other side of the call of duty argument are the people who map competitive are the people that play competitive. Yeah. Now, that is a glitch that then ruins the fact of the yeah. competitive nature of it. Yeah, where you find a sniper spot that no one can see or hit you, or if, hit the, you. if they see you, mm-hmm. but you can say, see and hit everybody. Anyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, that's that's when I think uh, the publishers, the developers, they need to step in as soon as possible to patch it and fix it. Um, Didn't Overwatch have that kind of glitch? Where you could Overwatch sit outside. Has had some glitches like yeah. that. And I yeah. believe they have. And they patched them really fast. They, but not that's... only have they patched them, but they Blizzard does not fuck around. They ban anybody who does that. Yeah. And you are no longer welcomed on Overwatch. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, there, there is a fine line between uh, finding a glitch, especially in, like, an older game mm-hmm. or a, a, a more simplistic game uh, that makes you just 
finish the game faster. I mean, it is right. sort of like a, a math equation that these guys are doing. I saw the new one uh, done on YouTube um, with Ocarina of Time, and it is like a complicated... It's very complicated. It took him ten minutes yep. just to explain what he was doing, yes. and still, it boggled my mind. It has to be frame perfect, as yeah. it was described to me. Yeah, frame perfect, and that, that kind of thing is, is ridiculous, but it's impressive when it's done correctly. And then it also comes to beg the point, like, what is the difference between a game-breaking glitch, quote-unquote, in a single-player game and a multiplayer game? Yeah. A cooperative multiplayer game and a versus multiplayer game. In the yeah. terms of Call of Duty, a game-breaking glitch can ruin everybody's fun. Yeah. But if we want to look at a game like The Division, who had a raid-type scenario, there was this very specific one that came in, and you almost could not beat it. There are right. a few people that have beat it normally, but the only way they were able to beat it was to go outside that complete room that you were in. You had to find a small little hole inside of a gate, glitch through that using a cover mechanic, and then glitched through the other gate using a cover mechanic to get to a very specific place where you could see the boss and shoot the boss without being hit. And that was the only way you could clear it. Yeah. And that's that's broken from day one. And that is broken I, from day yeah, one. That's the shittiest game ever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. It's awful. I, I don't know how these things pass quality control. But it also comes to the point of that game, naturally, was unbeatable. Yeah. The only way to beat it was to glitch it. So, yeah. what was the actual break? The break to find a way to beat it, or the fact that you couldn't beat it to begin with? Yeah. And actually, uh, speaking about that, uh, SimCity for the DS, you could not beat. It was not in the code to have... Uh, I mean, let's be honest here. Is it really like beating SimCity? Yeah, this, was, this, was, this was a port of SimCity, uh, the second one that came out, SimCity 2000. This was a, a port of SimCity 2000 on the DS. And uh, in that game, you can maximize your efficiency. And in the DS game, you couldn't. Literally. It was not in the code for you to maximize uh, your efficiency and, and in the game. So now here's my question. Is that a glitch or was that the developer being like... No, we're gonna keep you. I, I I wonder that. I wonder that same thing. But on that same topic, like, what would you say is to blame for these kind of glitches, like the division glitch? Would you say that's a developer issue, or would you say that's a programmer issue? It, I mean, you have to take into consideration the kind of time restraints some of these yes, developers are under. That's true. I mean, there are day one patches for a reason. They need yeah. to get them out for their stockholders, as Dan would say. It's always about the money. Yeah. And. Yeah. It sucks, because you're right, depending on what kind of glitch it is, I feel like with the Division 1, the fact that you couldn't beat that, that was a design problem. Yeah. There are yeah. certain games where you just, like, certain mechanics won't work. If you do a certain something, something odd's going to happen. And that's just a lot of different mechanics that kind of talk to each other, and the code just wigged out. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's just random code that they didn't realize it's going to happen. That's why there's playtesting of all these different things. Yeah. But playtesters can't test everything. Yeah. Glitches do happen, and it's understandable. But when it actually breaks the game, they need to address the issue. Yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, that said, going back to Andromeda, which I know is everyone's favorite topic now. Yes. Um, I would argue that that came down to time restraints because there was such a focus on multiplayer and so little focus on the single player that it's pretty telling that the single player was canceled, right? The single player DLC was canceled, and <laughs> there's like Mass Effect. Yeah, Mass Effect. for Andromeda. Really? I think so. Oh boy. Yeah. 
I'd have to fact check that, but the last I read it was canceled and they're going to focus on multiplayer DLC, yeah, which is true. pretty telling. And it's like, it's very clear from the start that they didn't really care about the game itself so much as they cared about the money and the weight, the Mass Effect, right. the title. Well, I mean, has. there's no microtransactions in the single player. That's true. Yeah. That's there's, a good point. There is microtransactions in the multiplayer. Oh, EA, you <laughs> rascal you. Yeah, I mean... Time constraints, time constraints is a fantastic segue because we could always talk about No Man's Sky. <laughs> Not necessarily a broken game because what we got worked from point A to point B. Correct. But what we got wasn't what we were promised also to get. Also correct. So it, it kind of toes the line about whether it is a broken game or whether it's just a game that was overhyped, uh, underdelivered, etc., I would also like to bring up something I just thought about. Final Fantasy. There was a whole chapter in Final Fantasy. Which Final Fantasy? The 15th. The newest one. Okay. That whole chapter that yeah. got reworked. Yeah. Remember that? Good point. I, w I would not remember that. I'm uh, sorry. No. <laughs> I, I don't play Final so Fantasy. So the Final Fantasy 15 game was um, advertised as the bro trip, right? You're yeah. with your yeah. band buddies. You're broing out. There's a specific chapter that is very confusing, very maze-like, and it's very, very long. And they actually went in and they changed it. Um just talking about No Man's Sky advertising wrong thought of it. Right. And they actually changed that. Would that also be considered broken? Or is that considered the, the bad? It's it's tough. Uh, I guess we would tweaks. have to get we would have to get into the mind of uh uh the uh game director mm. and know why he put that maze like level in the game. Was it a story based decision that ultimately put that level in, or was it I am running out of time, I need to fill something, something uh, from plot point A to plot point B. Right. So here's this weird, weird, weird level. Yeah. Um, but not to cut off No Man's Sky, because that's a very big topic. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, like, I know that No Man's Sky nowadays is better. It does have a lot of the features that they promised at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but time constraints sort of forced it to be what it was on day one. This, like, half-baked idea of a game that was supposed to be so massive in scale and so amazing because it had so many features. Yes. I mean, I just have two words for you. Peter Molyneux. <laughs> <laughs> like, Fable got away with it. We let Fable get away with it. As gamers, we allowed Peter Molyneux to hype us up, yeah. disappoint us, yeah. hype us up again, disappoint us again, hype us up one more time, disappoint us again, yeah. and then hype us up a final time and not have enough time to disappoint us because it was... Unplugged, yeah. like it. No, I, I as mean, gamers, we're responsible for a lot of this. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, as gamers, we're responsible for sure. But I, I feel like some of the blame has to lie on the developers. And oh, or, most or, of it. Or at yes. least the talking heads <laughs> of the developers. Yes. Because yeah, Peter Molyneux for sure. But what was No Man's Sky's guy's name? Andy I, something. No, I thought it was no. Matt something. I, have I don't no know. Idea. Anyway, can't does anyone remember. care? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, he. He I went, he's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, he's, he's still I'm, there. He's just not talking. I'm going to make a point about that in a second. Okay, but yeah, um, the, these talking heads uh, of the video game development, I mean, these guys are going on to talk shows saying this game is going to be amazing. They're promising us the world, and I understand time constraints uh, might not get you to the level that you want to get at uh, when your game goes gold, but maybe temper our expectations with the words that you use. Yes. This yeah. is what I want to do is much better than this is what's going to happen. But then if you leave... I mean, yes, I completely agree with you, but to play devil advocate on the PR 
standpoint, please. If you were to say this is what we want to do, that is an expectation. If you say this is what we can do, you yeah. immediately want to buy that game. Yeah. And well, that is what they're trying to do. They're trying to get you to buy that game. They're selling it to you because that's what they want. Because that's what the stockholders need to get true. them to that's get true. the game. Yeah. That said, here's a good PR tactic that they could have incorporated that please. has been proven to work is. This is what it can do now. This is what we want to do. That will ensure people will buy it. That will also ensure people will stay. stay. True. That's how they should have framed it. And, of course, they didn't. I mean, Agreed. we could talk for days about No Man's Sky and yeah. what they could have, should have, yeah. would have done. And, honestly, I but, might I might break this um, discussion up into another podcast because hype is an incredibly large uh, portion of uh, video, video gaming. Uh, like, hype is for sure big for television. It's for sure big for movies. Yeah. But those two seem to have gotten it right almost every single time. There's like, there might be one movie or one TV show that anyone can point out and be like, well, there's this. But for the most part, they're pretty, they're pretty good about hype, expectation, and delivery. Yeah. Video games are really bad at this. Well... And, I mean, there's a reason it's called the E3 hype train. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is. But I mean, I mean and movies have that. They have D three just happened, and I'm super hyped for Ragnarok all over again. I'm super hyped for Infinity War all over again. Well, and but that comes down to you only have so much room for failure. True. These are real actors. I, These are real people. These and, are real dollars. And being two spent. hours instead. And of, two hours yeah. instead of up to sixty hours of gameplay. Not only games. that, but you're paying sixty dollars for a game. Yeah. yeah. And people get upset and. You know, I think as gamers, we do have a little bit of problem too. Like there are, like you said, there are certain developers we let get away from it. If we look at Elder Scrolls Skyrim, if we look at Fallout, there's a lot of glitches in those games too. Yeah. But we let that slide because it's Bethesda. Well, yeah. not just because it's Bethesda. You could argue that we're promised a massive world. Right. A few glitches here and there aren't going to deter me. I mean, just the other day, so, my Skyrim on PS4 crashed. Not yeah. because of any mods. It just crashed. Right. Yeah. And, I mean... Agreed. We can understand that for certain games, but if we were to look at Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed is a pretty big world. I mean, <laughs> yeah, granted, no. if we're just going to look at the big scale, Assassin's right. Creed is a very big open world game with a lot of stuff. You wouldn't think that that my game might crash yeah. too? So, I know, there. I mean, we can nitty grit, we can do all these different things. Yeah. But, yeah, but I mean, it is good that you're bringing up a point, you're trying, you're uh, almost um, on the side of the developers. Yeah. Uh, because, and, no, I, I understand the point, because yeah, Mass Effect, uh, they outsourced their animations to a third party. They didn't want to do that, but EA told them that this is how much time you have. They allocated... Maybe they shouldn't have allocated the facial animations out to a third party. Maybe they should have allocated something else right. out the, to a third party. The but problem can come down to, though, that the, the developers, or rather the studio had their focus elsewhere. It's very yeah. clear that they cared more about the multiplayer than they did the single player. Yeah. It's very clear. It's the story is weak as shit. Mm-hmm. Like, the the script is terrible. The, the Anyway, I could go on for days. <laughs> right. And going back to No Man's Sky... I bought a sweater, guys. I bought an Andromeda sweater. <laughs> I spent $50 on a sweater. We can burn it. It's okay. No! Why not? It's $50 I spent. <laughs> Do you have $50 to give me? I mean, I'm, yeah, probably. Yeah. I want my happiness back, EA. <laughs> That's all I want. Before we leave the No Man's Sky thing, I would like to say on the broken games, these guys, these are just games. That guy had gotten so many death threats, 
so many emails. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Broken games are an issue, correct. But at the end of the day, they are games. And they that's are toys. And, and that's and why I want to have this discussion. It's because, no, I'm not making fucking death threats for a game that <laughs> I love that's broken. Right. Mass Effect Andromeda, I'm angry with that game because I loved 1, 2, and 3. Despite the weird ending, I still loved that game yeah. all the way through. But I'm not Blue or green, angry. Blue uh, I can't remember. I'm colorblind. I can't, I can't remember what color I chose. Uh, <laughs> the true travesty. Colorblind people can't appreciate Mass Effect 3's ending. Confirmed. It's <laughs> but, very ableist. Okay, it is. It's very ableist. It's very ableist. Um, but, I mean, Mass Effect Andromeda, as you say, is a game. It's a toy. And though I didn't have fun with it... Um, $60 is a huge price tag. Definitely. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> it's, it's too much. And, I, uh, and other games have come out and uh, given money back. No Man's Sky being one of them mm-hmm. on Steam. They, yep. gave, they gave all the money back. Well, and that's something back. you can say they did right. Like, they yeah. owned up to the fact that they screwed up. Yeah. They owned yeah. up to it. And there are other companies that won't do that. EA is one of them. Right. They won't own up to it. They'll right. just say, hmm... We'll just cancel it all together. Konami, they just left the industry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Konami's another argument, another discussion altogether. Yeah, yeah they're that, that, fucked uh, up for sure. Is <clears throat> but uh, I mean, I'm I'm glad we're able to actually talk about it instead of getting angry, instead of uh, uh, making wild accusations about this is the death of gaming or something like that. <laughs> like it's not. It's it's not. It's not one broken game, ten broken games, a thousand broken games is not going to kill the gaming industry. No. I mean, that said, I do want to come back to we as gamers need to take responsibility for that. Like, yeah, we talk how, with our wallets. Well, look how poorly Unity did. And then when Syndicate came out, we, like, ran for it. I mean, yeah, it was better, but, I mean, but it wasn't great. But, yeah, like, but you were a gang leader with your base as a train. How can you not buy that game? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just get sick of um, being coerced with historical figures that I love. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Yeah. I will not be used again. <laughs> but yeah, they, they they're coming to Egypt and we don't care about Egypt. I mean, well, no, I'm actually, okay, listen, I'm going to make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, right, right. I've already made that. the mistake. Yeah, yeah. I've already done it and I'm trying to talk myself out of it. Like, no, bitch, Andromeda, Andromeda, <laughs> it just happened. Remember, they're going to burn you too. I mean, <laughs> Paul, how many times are you going to buy Skyrim? I will buy Skyrim a hundred thousand times. Even if it's broken? Even if it's broken. On the Switch yeah. broken? On the Switch, I'm going to yeah. buy the Switch for Skyrim. I don't even like Nintendo, and I'm going to buy a Switch for Skyrim. Yeah. I mean, but. I had my I had my problems with Massive... Or, not Massive... Uh, Fallout. I had my problems with Fallout. Uh, they were not because the game was glitchy. Fall down VR? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could talk about that. Ooh. But... <laughs> but, uh, I mean, my, my problems mostly stemmed from the story... Uh, and the agency being taken away from me in uh, uh, what my character sounded like I and do, what my character acted like. Yeah, I do appreciate that the story was, hi, you're the worst parent ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, your yeah. infant has been kidnapped, but go do other things for like 60 hours and then maybe go save him. Yeah, exactly. I guess. Like, like I, it, that was such a shitty story. And, like, And because I RP my games, uh, I rushed through that uh, I did too. yeah because I, I'm a parent I just saw my child being torn away from now my dead wife's 
arms. But, no, like, no, no, no. Man. I need to fix that. No, I need dude, to fix that problem. No. Diamond City needs a fresh coat of green paint. What the fuck? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, and that's what made me. I mean, we could discuss Fallout Four, but I mean, the fact that they set you up for um, like all these side quests that had nothing to do with saving your son. Like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. Like you took that away from me. You basically said like this isn't as important. Yeah. Because, you know, you've got all these other things. And then, like, I did do I did do the whole, I'm going to go straight for my kid, and I did everything in yeah. order. But when you get to that point where you have to go into Kellogg, it is near impossible. <laughs> well, it's near impossible <laughs> to get through that section with all the synths at any level lower than 16. Yeah. No, Damn like, you need impossible. to have you need level, to grind. Le- le- leveled up. And yeah. that's bullshit. Like, you're telling me that I'm the worst parent ever. Yeah. Like, I don't want kids. I don't like kids. But... <sighs> My character loves her child. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's her baby. Yeah. <laughs> that and baby's like, not even a year old. And in Fallout 3, sure, you wanted to get uh, clean water to the rest of the... You uh, wanted to find your you dad. You wanted to find your dad. And f- in finding your dad, why not look under every single cre- crevice and that crack? That makes sense, and because he's an adult. Sense. He can take care of himself. But Exactly. I mean, and we can talk shit about New Vegas, but no, listen, no. New it Vegas. had a really funny story because I love the idea that my character was like, I just got shot in the face. Yeah. I'm going to do something else for a while. I'll come back great. to this later. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. New Vegas. That was perfect. New no, Vegas is my favorite I'm not fallout. saying that. Yeah, no, yeah, I fallout. love New yes, Vegas. That's yeah, my favorite. Yeah, that's but that's why. what I loved about that's it. Why? Like, yeah. we can talk shit Shot about, like... No, I mean, we could talk shit about, like, the graphics. And oh, how, yeah. Like, uh, and the intense, shit, the intense glitches. The game-breaking yeah, missions. Yeah, the fact that you froze right outside of New Vegas. Right. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Yeah. After no you matter, spent 20 no minutes trying what, to find the stupid fucking entrance. No matter what system you were taking, or you were playing it. always froze. Every time. Yeah. But Mr. House. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was and, Bioshock levels of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they uh, uh, they kind of broke their game at the end because it stopped the game. Once you once <laughs> yeah. you finish the main quest, you can't play it anymore. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. Know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never finished it. Yeah, but oh, that okay. was I got like the, shoot, it's really good. well. I got the Ranger armor, and yeah. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> True. That's all I wanted. Yeah, I mean, was to look badass <laughs> in that Ranger armor. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to like, the Rangers, and I was like, "There's one of the swamp monsters." I'm going to go try to kill it. And I died. And I was like, I did not save for a very long time. I've made a mistake. No, you're like, no, that's the end of my kid. He became yeah. a ranger. He earned he, his point. Yeah. He became Commander Shepard in Fallout. And he went out there a hero. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. Noah, that's that's uh, RP level of gaming right there. Fuck yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I was supposed to die once already. I'm just counting these as extra years. There you go. That's, that's pretty good. But that's, like that. that was the problem. Like, Fallout 4 didn't have that. It had too much of a sense of urgency. It too, too much, but then it didn't allow you to play into that. Exactly. And then, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you fell into the wrong sense of urgency like I did, where I just managed the bases, nobody's ever fucking happy in your settlement. No, <laughs> god damn it! I had only two bases. Yeah. Why do I only have 20%? Yeah. I swear to God. Marcy, what the hell is wrong now? Right. Look me in the face and tell me what's wrong. How can you have your second man? Who was your second man for the... Preston Garvey. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the guy you were talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, another settlement needs your protection. Hey, another settlement. Hey, another settlement. Dude, go fucking do it yourself. You're <laughs> badass, <laughs> motherfucker. That's like a two-year-old meme. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I... Ugh. Yeah, they kind of allocated I don't know that, that I character would... to... Basically a fetch quest giver, and it was, it was not great. It was it sucked he used even to traveling. Be badass. Yeah. He was like, "Look, I'm running this ragtag group, but I need a general." But I ran it as far as I could. Yeah. And you were like, "You know what, sir? Salute you. You can be my second mace." Hey, can you like 
go do that. I'm gonna like sit here. I mean, I I don't know. I would argue that Fallout Four was broken in terms of story, in terms of how they set it up. But yeah. I don't know that it counts as a broken game necessarily because yeah. I mean it worked. So I don't. I don't know. Hey, Codsworth could call you all kinds of cool names. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, could that was fantastic. I mean, I role played. Because I'm a huge dork. Oh, yeah. The second time I played through, when I stopped my original character, I role-played as Tony Stark, and being called Mr. Stark a lot was fantastic. <laughs> I was like, yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But, but it is it is disheartening that a lot of games are coming out broken, but it isn't changing my opinion about the gaming industry. It's, no. I mean, there could be an argument that they're actually making it better. How many YouTubers have a career because of broken games? True. Like, when the world gives you limes, make some lemonade, people. Limes? <laughs> what? You're making limes. lemonade out of limes? <laughs> yeah. I want to know what kind of transmogrification you're doing. <laughs> that's, well, that's I'm going to go the Cave so, Johnson approach instead. I'm just going to burn your house down <laughs> lemons. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, they start out green because they're limes, and then they go yellow and they're lemons. Right. What? I think we've that's, gotten slightly off topic. But I, <laughs> I'm, I'm deeply concerned. <laughs> Is that how it goes? No. no. Oh, shit. <laughs> Whoops. Haven't you ever wondered why your limes never turn yellow? I think he just, I, he had them, he had them while they were limes and never yeah. thought. <laughs> anyway. I had them while they were limes. What are you talking about? Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> anyway. My world is shattered. <laughs> Uh, well, education system. <laughs> I'd like to thank both of you guys for coming in and talking about this. Cause Are we done? Yeah, yeah, we're done. I have done. so much more to say. I know you do. And I didn't get to tell you to shut up nearly as many times as I wanted. <laughs> well, maybe kidding. maybe next time, maybe next time when when you're back, you can tell me to shut up. Shut as up. As much as you, thank you. <laughs> well, again, guys, thanks for coming in. I just want some lemonade now. I don't And there it was, episode four of the non-player character podcast. Wasn't it fantastic? I thought it was fantastic. It was really nice to hear a new voice on the podcast, especially someone uh, as diverse as the one that we got. Not only that, the topic that we were talking about was uh, broken games, and I don't know, we had a lot to say about it, and I have a feeling that we could probably keep going for hours and hours and hours, considering that... Since we love video games so much, it is so disappointing when we wait for them and love them and then they come out and it's just kind of depressing. Maybe we can revisit this topic somewhere down the line, but for right now, I think we can move on. I didn't notice anything that needed correcting necessarily, so there is no correction section this week. As for credits, uh, of course, there's the song that I used. Um, I'm not sure if I am allowed to use that song, or even credit the person who did the song, but I'm sure we all know what song it was, and who did it, so don't sue me. In two weeks, Dan will be back, so we'll have the original crew back around the table, and who knows, maybe the sound quality will be better by then. I've been a very busy man, so the website is sort of still under construction, but don't you worry, it's on its way. And that's really it. We appreciate every person that listens to this, and we appreciate every person who shares this. I could go on and on about the things that I want to do for this podcast, but 
you already know. So instead, I'm just going to say, have a good week, enjoy gaming, and, um, bye. <laughs>